Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Eat the Damn Cake. I am Maddie. And I am Carly, and we are so excited to have you back this week. We have a very, very special guest on this week. You may have heard of her. Maybe once or twice, a couple, couple times. Or heard of her activewear line that is the hottest thing in Boston right now. If you haven't heard of it, 1987 Active, look it up. And we have Jen DeAngelis here joining Woo! us. We are so excited. Welcome to Eat the Damn Cake. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Did I'm I pronounce excited. your last name right? You did. You did it beautifully. Yeah, it's like it's... Los Angeles, but it means of the angels. So that's pretty cool. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> if I do say so myself. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you should, that should be part of like your yeah. next like. Launch like an of angel the angel collection. Oh my yes. god! That would oh be my so gosh, Sarah, write that down. I know. Good, good call. Yeah. That's a very good call. Well, welcome to our podcast. We're so excited to have you. She is not new to the Big Night Fam. She has come on to those girls you know, even co-hosted those girls you know. So if you haven't checked out their podcast yet, definitely go listen to her again. If you just love listening to her talk about her amazing brand and life and everything that has kind of brought her to this position. Um, well, welcome. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. So happy. <laughs> no, this is going to be such a fun podcast. Yeah, I already know it. I can already feel it in I my bones. I can feel it in my freaking bones. Yeah. And the fact, wait, what number is this? 35. Five. Ooh, that's a good number. I feel yeah. Like. yeah, this is a very I, good number. I lived on the 35th floor in San Francisco. Oh my God. Oh, I feel like that's a good omen or Wait, something. This is like it very is. meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. It really truly is. Um, let's dive right into it. Yeah. Let's start. Where are you from? Your background, where you went to college, and how you ended up in Boston. And then what's your favorite color? Ice cream. And, and, <laughs> and Zodiac sign. Yes. Okay. Let's so do those first before yeah. I forget. Uh, favorite color is black. I know it's not actually a color, but you know no, we do a lot is. of black and no. white over at 1987. Love it. I'm a Virgo, but I have Aries in my chart. So Love. I'm definitely like very type A, but I also, Aries are very driven. So mm -hmm. I feel like I align with that. Yes. But I'm also like a homebody. So very much Virgo. Feel that. Love that. Um, and then ice cream. I would say you can't go wrong with cookie dough or mint chocolate chip. Of course not. So yeah. it just depends. My but. boyfriend will have a word with you about <gasps> the mint chocolate chip. Okay, but here's the thing. It's not like the, the fake green one. Right. It's like the white. The normal like one. Actual mint in it and like the chunky, yes. like dark chocolate. Okay. Like, that's a good vibe. I that can, is. See, I have no problem with it. Like, I feel like. <laughs> It tastes good. He's yeah. like, it's like you're chewing on toothpaste. Like, you know how there's people that are so like, dramatic. Yeah. But like, there but are. He also eats Kit Kats with biting into it whole, like not breaking <gasps> what a it off. Serial killer. So <laughs> he can't say anything. <laughs> it is. He can't say anything about mint it's chocolate. Quite <laughs> That's like I'm, the I'm worst thing. I know. I know. Have I you know. tried to break him of that? Like, um, break. Yes, no. and it's just, just he. No. I think now he just does it because it it causes it a rise you. out of right. everyone. He's like <laughs> every time he does it, he like posts it on social media. He's like just took another I'm like stop like, you're just trying to get a rise and then he puts like yeah. silly polls like he's not an Instagram person okay like no. his, his Instagram got hacked during the quarantine and instead of like contacting Instagram and being like hey I got hacked he just deleted it all together he's like screw <laughs> he's this like I didn't want it anyway yeah. now, now he's like a hundred followers I'm like what's oh even the, there's no point you're posting for you at this point he so is. well you know. okay so now that we know the very important thing. Yeah, about the, you. the most top billing. Yes. Now, 
just tell us, yeah, where everything kind of started for yeah. you. So I grew up in Boulder, Colorado. So if you don't know. You it, did? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I listened to all your podcasts with those girls you know. So I think like people get confused, like why Boston? So I'll address that really quickly. My great grandparents immigrated from Italy to just outside Boston to Natick. And so we have a huge Italian family. And so Love I that. grew up like Boston is very much a second home. Like my grandparents had a house on the Cape. We would always spend summers here. So oh, amazing. I have like 10 cousins that actively live in Boston and like so many aunts and uncles but um, that is awesome when I thought about like where do you want to do the American dream Boston made a lot of sense totally. and I actually spent quarantine here and so I was like it's really nice to be around family especially with everything that was going on with the world and I was yeah. like I don't really know why I'm like soloing this whole situation <laughs> like, like you have a lot of like people that want to help you and, and care about you so it just made sense to come back yeah totally. okay so this now, all makes that sense makes sense now. I, I was wondering why Natick was originally in your family, I guess. Yeah. And I thought you grew up in Natick, so. But yeah. we're from Framingham, right yeah, next door. So. basically a yeah. neighboring town, my, but yeah. My family's obsessed with the, the Framingham pizza. You Bakery? Know, it's like the, on the focaccia-ish type Our bread. gym is right, right next <laughs> to it. It is oh so God. dangerous. It's like two feet from I it. I would gain 10 pounds of you guys. I would get it every single day. <laughs> it's so good. You just it, walk over, get it, a you know pan the secret, of pizza. It's so good. The it's secret every, is American cheese. That's they what they put on it. And I could eat <laughs> so much like a dog in the sense that like so it's like you want a little piece of yeah, cheese yeah, yes, yes. 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 No, me and my dog can crush a pound of cheese in a week so, so that's yes, that is okay. the, the back secret. to Boulder yeah, sorry okay, we're all pizza. over the place pizza 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 um, yeah okay so grew up in Boulder Colorado and it's a very like active place it was like mm -hmm. the fittest town in the nation for a really long time so I grew up like skiing and hiking and running and I was a competitive dancer my whole life growing up so, so cool what was your favorite favorite type of dance? Yeah, so I trained in and competed in ballet, tap, uh, hip hop, modern, jazz. Mm. Um, and I actually did, I went to a performing arts camp out here, Belvoir Terrace, which is in oh, Massachusetts. Yeah. Um, so I was like my whole life, I was like a total competition kid. Like I thought I was going to be a pro dancer. That's so you what think I you can dance? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 love, I thought I, I did. Um, and you know, our studio is really good at hip hop. And so we won not, I think I won my first nationals at like 13 and we oh got some God. scholarships and all this stuff. Um, and a lot of my friends ended up being like backup dancers for like Michael J Jackson, Madonna, oh my gosh. everyone, um, Usher. So um, yeah, I casual? was <laughs> <No>. Usher. Super, <laughs> super casual. But actually I went to, I remember like one of my first auditions, it was like a pro audition and the feedback was you would have gotten it if you were a little bit leaner. And I had what? this like trigger moment where I was like, I don't want my career to be like driven on how I look, uh -huh. uh, which is kind of funny because now I'm on like TikTok and everything. Oh but, my gosh. Um, yeah, I was like, you know, I, I don't think this is going to be for me, but it's something that I, I really loved so much growing up and I'm really grateful for it. I think yeah. like a lot of people who do sports um, as you grow up, it's like you learn a lot of things like commitment and teamwork. And so yes. 100%. Um, Discipline. Yeah. I just can't believe they tried to make, I mean, I can believe it because I that's like I've, the dance that's like community. dance community and culture yeah. so is same with acting culture like right. performing arts like in general I've heard so many horror stories about calls people are like if you could lose like 10 pounds yeah. and the person already weighs like 120 <laughs> you're like okay so you're like no could you, you yeah. actual just my bones you want yeah. me to strip off yeah. everything else just like I will be nothing on this yeah. stage but we did hear a lot of that because my mom went to Boston Conservatory for oh, wow. musical theater Amazing. so she 
is in the dancing alley with you too. And she said that she was the only, pretty much one of the only dancers there who didn't smoke cigarettes to stay skinny. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, because well, cigarettes like curb yeah. your appetite. Yeah, they curb your appetite. Not so, just stay skinny, but like, yeah. <laughs> because like they people, don't make you hungry. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that's sure. like the culture, though. People yeah. always wanted everyone to be a certain size, especially I feel like in ballet. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, there's so many documentaries I feel like about the toxicity in a lot of like dance culture that you're supposed to look a certain way, eat a certain way. Just it's scary. So, did that, like, did that. M- alter your mindset at all or did that make you like be like no I'm all set with a sport um I mean I think I think when someone says something like that to you it's pretty impactful oh like, yeah it doesn't really matter like how strong of a person you are I think that was like pretty brutal to hear to be honest 100 um, percent well, it's like you have the talent yeah so it was like okay so there's like one thing and um you know I, I think there was also like it was kind of heartbreaking it was like I decided I'm gonna go to college and I was watching all my contemporaries go off and like live the dream that I had had for so long but looking back on it today I'm so so grateful I think education is probably the best thing especially as women that we can do to move ourselves forward absolutely and I think that um the education I received from UCLA and also Berkeley is just unparalleled and I'm I'm such a more developed person I think at that point in my life I was like I'm Jen the dancer and I genuinely didn't know who I was outside of that I was like that was my personality trait that's what everyone knew about me your fun fact yeah I'm a dancer and I didn't really like develop this whole other side because I was so driven on you know trying to accomplish um you know professional dancing that is so funny that you say that because when I I was college swimming and got injured. I had to like go to therapy during this, like going through this injury because I was medically ineligible to keep swimming. And so they were like, who are you besides Carly the swimmer? Like right. what is, what's beyond beyond Carly the swimmer? Because that's the only way I identified myself my whole life. I'd worked towards like being this phenomenal swimmer. And now I'm like, it's all gone. So I thought my life was over. And it's so funny because now I feel like I have a million activities totally. and I'm like, Carly the swimmer. Like crushing it. Carly so the swimmer. Many different things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's really, it's so funny to like hear that from someone else, like yeah. to pull away from that one single identity that you yeah. thought you had. I think it's important for a lot of our listeners to hear that too because I feel like a lot of people are in that either in that transition of graduating college and trying to figure out like what do I want to do with my life or even graduating high school entering college or entering a like I don't know a trade and trying to be like okay I don't actually know who I am what I want to do like the fact that at 18 you have to walk in somewhere and be like hi yes I actually want to do this for the rest of my life I don't know who I am or what I want to do but I have to say that I just got my license two years ago, but here I go. I can't even drink legally. I don't know what's going on. Still don't know how to order an alcoholic beverage, but I'm going to be a doctor. I just know it. I'm going to do surgery. Honestly, I still do that. I'll like look at the menu and I'll see like a wine I can't pronounce. I'm like, well, I'm not going to get that one. You like grab the menu and be like, like, this this one. one. (laughs) I would like this one. And and even the servers though are like, I I feel you. you. When I was a server, I like was like, <laughs> I, can, I remember a rose at legal yeah. specifically. It was like called chocolatey or something, but it was spelled like X C Q. And I was like, and I, I like, asked every time yeah. after five years, I finally got, it. I was like, Oh, the chocolatey. I would just be like, do you want the rose, the expensive one or the cheap one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like, I'll just like mumble through like the chocolate. They're like, sorry, which one? I'm like, this, this one. Yeah. yeah. So adulting is really freaking hard. Yeah, it's, it's the hardest. Ordering rose is, is really hard everybody but at the grand scheme of things it's true though like 
re-identifying yourself after something that you identified yourself with for so long is hard. And it's yeah. it's almost like a rebrand for yourself. For yeah. Sure. And yeah. it's and intimidating. I, I think the other thing was, um, you know, I've talked about this on my personal channels, but not so much on the podcasting networks, but um, I have really bad anxiety, but I grew up being really active. And for me, um, being active equates to like really quelling my anxiety. So mm -hmm. it's the number way, one way I can manage it. And since I was always working out, like we would train, you know, seven days a week for multiple hours every day and after school and, you know, we'd cross train and things like that. And so I just, working out was built into who I was totally. and what I was doing. And I remember right after I decided, okay, I'm just not going to do dance full on. I put on a lot of weight and I also was so anxious and I, and I, I didn't know I think at this at this moment in time, people talk about anxiety a lot more. But at yeah. that time, I literally did not. I didn't know what was going on. I remember mm -hmm. talking to my friends yeah. and being like, I just feel like it doesn't matter like how much I sip in air. I feel anxious still. Yeah, like that tightness in yeah, your chest. Yeah, like somebody's sitting on my chest. I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do I talk about yeah. anxiety on here all the time? But true, fitness helps a, a lot. lot. Yeah. And so I hadn't made that like connection. And so when I started working out again, I started feeling better again. Mm -hmm. And um, But I think that like that comment sort of like ignited what in my 20s, I would just say was like a lot of dieting and a lot of just like trying, Ugh. you know, lots of working out, not because it felt good or because like I ran a marathon and I'm pretty sure like the main motivation was just like I don't know maybe this will help me lose weight like spoiler oh alert gosh. do not train for a marathon no. <laughs> if you want to lose weight you're gonna eat way more than you yes. ever ever have it's so true I know. Yeah. the fueling that you need to do for yeah. running a lot I I just can't do it. You, uh, did you what marathon did you run? I ran the LA marathon, which is like a really cool. Um, I'm so glad that I did it because it was like LA is so expansive, and so rarely do you see like the community come together. Yeah. And it was like everyone's on the side of the streets, like handing out oranges and water, oh. and like had cool like apocalyptic signs, like run like there's a zombie behind you. Oh, you know? so it was really cute. Um, so I think it was also like this moment that I've never been a runner. I'm not a good runner, and um, so I was like. <laughs> I thought it would be impossible for me to finish a marathon. But you did it. So when I did it, I was like, all right, like that I did awesome. that. Now now what? Type that's of thing. So badass. What can you do next? I think that's the best thing about goal setting. <laughs> I literally want to run a marathon. You should. Have you thought about doing Boston? I have multiple Carly, times. Okay, well, and I also do want to do a triathlon in my life. She's just a psycho. Oh, in the sense of like, I wouldn't train. I just goes, do it. Hey, uh, I feel like go. you run a better time than I, I did. It's so annoying. I've talked about this on the podcast before and the amount of DMs I got being like, oh my God, my sister does this too. Like during the quarantine, I was trying to run a little bit more to do like cross training, but yeah. I, I hate it. Like I have this horrible hate for running and I don't know what it is. I think it's just awful. And I'd be like, we'll just go for like a super quick, like two miles. It'll be fine. Little do I know she's going to run like a seven minute pace. <laughs> no, actually faster, like a 620 pace. And then for six miles. A 620? No, that, wow. I, I'm, I'm not like 730, Maddie. No, you have ran faster than seven minutes on a couple of your miles. And I'd be like trailing behind. <laughs> like, okay, You're like, bye. don't wait for me. And then, You're like, doing great, sweetie. Literally, <laughs> one time we were in this middle of a run and I was like, I'm friggin' she turning around. around. I'm turning around. She literally I, turned around and I ran back home. I turned around and ran back home, and yeah. she still beat me home. <laughs> she ran six miles, and I ran three, and she still beat me home. You're like, you, you couldn't have slowed a jump just a little bit, like, just, just for me. So, I, like, but that's, like, her. So she's like, I really yeah. want to run a marathon. Yeah. As long as... 
as if it's like this crazy thing for her to actually do. <laughs> You're like, no, you could do that tomorrow. She Just could do, do that. She could. She cold turkey six at a time. She's like, I haven't ran in like six years, yeah. but I think I'll just go for a quick six miler. That's like a genetic thing. It's that is just I don't know. so obnoxious yeah. being being related to that thing because it's not fair. Because I'll be oh like, oh, God. I haven't ran a mile in like three weeks. Go out, run a twelve minute mile. I'm like, oh God, that's yeah. All you've been like painstaking doing every single day. You're like, this is I hate this. I think I made it to three miles over quarantine. Then you I was did. like, I'm good. No, I'm you all did. Good. You're like, now I know I can do it. Yeah. And yeah. then I stopped forever. Yeah. I haven't ran since, since quarantine. I don't think it's good for your back. So I don't think running is for you. It's I, too impactful. I don't think it is either. But even without my back injury, I still have a hate for it. <laughs> I just don't ever want to do it. Yeah. All right. So I have a question. Yeah. So you went to UCLA and Berkeley. Yeah. Did you do grad school? Or? Yeah. So I went to UCLA undergrad. I was poli sci that moment in life. Like, so I've always wanted to be a role model and I've always wanted to like, hopefully create a impact on, on the people around me. Well, and, you're doing a great job. I was just about to say, well, <laughs> you're already try. doing it. I try. So at that time I was like, well, maybe I'll be a politician. Mm -hmm. um, I worked on one political campaign and I was horrible at it. Like <laughs> you had to go to like door to door and yep. it, oh, God. it was just, it was awful. Like I felt like a used car salesman or something. Yeah. No shade to anyone who does that. It's no. just like in my personality tree, you like have to be I was a like terrified. Person. It was yeah. the worst thing. So um, after that, I, so during UCLA, I was, um, um, part of UCLA Unicamp, which is UCLA's official charity. And so it works with underserved uh, kids. And so I would take them on like a 26 mile hike and we did like a lot of, we did archery and we oh, would just wow. like provide like a summer experience for them. And it's wow. hopefully, you know, what we're, we're trying to do is cut the summer, summer learning loss. So essentially yeah. like kids who have more, you know, resources, they're going to camps and they're getting tutors and their parents are sitting down and having, you know, they're doing like math tables or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and somebody who comes from a underserved community doesn't have those same resources. So they will come into the next year a little bit behind. Totally. So um, part wow. of it is, you know, trying to ensure that they we cut the summer learning loss, but also make it fun. Right. So it's That's like so sneaky great. education. I <laughs> yeah, like that. mental like, stimulation, yeah, like actually like, using your brains to like do stuff. Do things and learn things. And so at that that was, I think, the first time in my life I had, you know, kids whose family weren't gang members or they were in part of foster care. And I was like, dude, Jen, like, you're a really lucky human. Like, mm -hmm. you need to give back. Yeah. So when so I cool. um, graduated from UCLA, I, I went into the Peace Corps. So I went to Albania and I worked with a lot of kids and did teaching. I remember one of my highlights was like, I was breaking down a Rihanna song as a way to teach English because they were all obsessed oh with it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like that, that was like a really interesting point in my life. And, um, you know, it, again, it's like the North star is like, how do I impact? How do I do, do something good for the people around me? So, yeah. um, I've, I think it's just been like, I've auditioned various pathways throughout my lifetime. So, um, that this is kind of how I got into social media. So I was in Albania and I couldn't speak to my family a right. lot. Um, at that time, like international plans and things were not as yeah. not really a thing. available as they are. I sound like I'm a hundred. No, no. I'm like, oh sure. People are like, who's that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I was there and I remember I just uploaded, it was like hungry in Albania. And I just talked about the food in Albania and that video hit hundred thousand views really quickly. And um, wow. it was kind of like early days in YouTube. But the thing was like the comments were it was like TikTok today. It was just like brutal, which Ugh. like I'm an adult now. I can handle that. At yeah. that time, it was a lot for me to 
take in. Yeah. So I realized I sort of had a knack for social media, mm-hmm. but this was like, you know, Facebook had just erupted and like, wow. um, so I came back and I was like, I think there's like a corporate application for social media. And so I had an opportunity at Tom's, the one for one shoe company. Yeah. And then I went into a I top. Love Tom's. Yeah, yes. Tom's were like great. Such a great like mission statement. That to me was like, oh, there's this really cool blend of like corporate and giving back, right? Which was yeah. a new, it was a new category that hadn't existed before. Yeah, they were definitely like one of the first, I feel like. Right, for sure. And it was like kind of cool for me because I was like, I love business and I love giving back and I think there's a way to do both. Mm-hmm. And so when I came back, I worked there and then I was an entrepreneur. So I built a digital division at a top PR agency and I worked across, you know, some of the top Fortune 500s like Hilton Hotels, um, but also luxury brands like Four Seasons or like Cheesecake Factory. And I was wow. running like the initial... Um, Anything from like Facebook ads, like I was with Facebook, uh, sorry, Facebook ads and and influencer campaigns um, really early days. So it was like, basically my job was like explaining to other people in the room why social media mattered and the fact that like people should care about social media. Yeah, Yeah, like casually uh, just Fortune 500 companies. So I started social media in the United States. I'm the reason why people have Facebook ads. That is so cool though. That is amazing. Uh, And it explains why 1987 social media is so good. I think it was just like that. I understood one thing really, really well. But as I was, what an entrepreneur does is it means that you're building a division that doesn't exist within an existing infrastructure. And so I knew social media. I got that. That was like innate. And I understood it was just from watching it, right? I was like young and I got it and I could see how brands could do it well. And we won a lot of accolades and things like that. But the thing that I really struggled with was like financial forecasting and like ops and how do you build a team and how do you keep people motivated and how do you know like how, how much you can pay someone? You know, it's like all these things. Yes. And I hadn't taken a finance course maybe <laughs> ever. Like I was like, Same. this is above my pay grade. Same like here. I don't know what to do here. Yeah. So that's sort of what inspired me to want to go get my MBA at Berkeley because I just realized I had certain knowledge gaps and I was like, I really want to start my own company, but there are certain things that I think I need to learn before I'm going to be good at this. 100%. And so um, I set my sights on a top 10 MBA. And for if you don't know, they're just like really, really hard to get into. Yeah. Um, you need like really high GMATs and only I think 27 or 28% of classes are comprised with women today. Oh my um, gosh. So it was like- this so that was your goal yeah and let me tell you studying for the gmat was such a struggle i was like i haven't done math since like yeah i don't know like 10 years ago like i don't know what the heck how to do all this and so i just remember like all my friends would be going out and i'd be like well i'm gonna go off to like study and study yeah oh my (laughs) god i don't know yeah i know no i knew what what you were talking about everyone's like who's pete yeah Yeah. Uh, who's that where does he come in the story But uh, basically, I remember I was in Germany and I got this call from the person I had interviewed with and they're like, welcome to Berkeley. And I started bawling because I genuinely I didn't think there was like a shot in how I was actually going to get in. So I think that when we talk about like goal setting and doing something, it's like these little things start to add up. Right. It was like, oh, I could do a marathon. Maybe I can get into school. Oh, Mm -hmm. I got into school. Maybe I can start my own company. So on and so forth. So I think that's something that I've always been good at is being able to like sacrifice the now for a future. uh, Wow. hundred percent. That is Hundo P. I keep saying story. that. I'm like, this is wild. Yeah. This is such an incredible story. So I feel like I'm talking a lot. No, no. it's it is all such like 
like chunks of gold. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like everyone needs to hear this because I think it's a, a very scary thing to just like take that leap and be like, oh, yeah. I can do this. Yeah. Like it might be scary and it might take a couple of tries and maybe it's not going to be super easy, but I can. And I think as women too, a lot of the time in a lot of different places, you just get told no all yeah. the yeah. time. Like you can't do that. You can't do that. Like right. it's a, a male driven company or it's a male driven industry. And I think it's so cool to hear in your perspective of, of what you did and you succeeded and you're absolutely crushing it. <laughs> like, well, I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think like what you just talked about, that was, that was my experience with my first company it was like constantly. Um, so I launched an artificial intelligence company out of Berkeley. I came up with the idea in my entrepreneurship class. Then I went through launch, which is the ex top accelerator through the UCs. We won second place at demo day, 10 K. Then I won money from Berkeley. Then I went into a tech stars, Blackstone accelerator program. And so we were sitting across from the top venture capitalists in the world, the people who fund like Facebook and things like that. Yeah. And the feedback that I got was like, um, the way that you look is a problem. And so I was just like sitting in front of these people who didn't really get me. And I was like, honestly, I know I can build a really good company. Yeah. And no one in this room believes me because of what I, you know, because maybe for a million appearance. different reasons, yeah. right? Who knows? But um, so that was like, I was like, I don't want to ask for permission to do this. Like, I know I don't want to spend my time sitting in front of, in front of someone else explaining the 50 reasons I'm a good bet yeah. when I can just go be a good bet. Exactly. Well, that's why people always are like, write your um, cover letter as like a man. Yeah, as a man would. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Like just demanding that you're going to be good at the job and not saying, totally. I might be good at this job because yeah. I will be good at this job yeah. because. And that's so fucked up. No, yeah, no, it really is. It's like this thing. I was just talking to this guy who's basically in charge of um, Netflix, like culture fit. So basically trying to scale the Netflix, like, early startup days for today in culture. And he talks about like the gap in terms of women. We we don't say something unless we're 150% sure that we're correct. Yeah. Versus men are like 20%. They're like, oh, I'm just gonna shoot it. <laughs> I got this. Yeah. Wow, that is so true. Uh, and I feel like I always have to like say as a caveat, like I have so many amazing men in my life. Like my 100%. dad is my best friend. He's the reason that I like, I really went for 1987. I have had so many amazing professors and and my brother, you know, like there are yeah. my uncles, like there are so many people who believe yeah, no shade to, the, to men. I no just shade. think it's like how we, the world that we live in is not an equal world. And you no, can no. see that in so many different ways. And so I think it's more like as women, like how, how do we crush it as women, right? Yeah. So social media to me is like the one avenue where we have a huge leg up because yeah. guess what? Like my, my biggest problem as an AI leader is the best thing I have going for me as a social media person, which is yeah. like, I'm not hor like, you know, I'm not the cutest girl in the world, but I, I can like, I have an angle. I know oh, how to like, Stop it. Yeah. I know how to take a good Jen photo. Jen is like stunning. I know. No, no, no. Stunning. So, so if I, you're not watching the YouTube, sign you on. You should probably sign <laughs> on to the freaking YouTube. Yeah. No, no, um, no. Well, um, it's true though. And yeah. it's like, you're leveraging something that someone said was a problem. Right. I mean, <laughs> like, oh, you think it's a problem? All right, sure. I'll pop off then. Goodbye. <laughs> it's like the most, the things that we're most insecure about, I think if you come out and you tell your story authentically, those are the things that like people resonate with the most, you know? It's yeah. like, I'm sitting here saying like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing half the time. I was terrified to start like I, I talk about this all the time like I bought all these hoodies and I'm seeing them in my closet I'm like oh my god like what if no what have I done yeah like, it's so true no buys anything that like, was literally the moment when me and Maddie <laughs> put our first like payment on oh, our like gym and we looked at each other and we're like what are we getting ourselves? we <laughs> hope that someone books yeah, personal training totally. just one person we're, like yeah. starting to like rack up a credit card bill yeah. of, and we're like, like all the gym equipment <laughs> which is 
not cheap. Yeah. No. As always we talk about, and especially right. during trying to outfit a gym during a pandemic. God. Yeah. That good luck. was Equipment. probably not yeah. the smartest thing no. to do. Cause the, like the amount of money that like it, the inflation costs on everything, on for everything gyms during a pandemic was just like, insane. But sure. we were like, well, we're doing it. So and we then we looked at each other it. and we were like, all right. Yeah. Well, what are we? We got ourselves into something, so now we got to make it work. Yeah, we like, cannot fail. No, yeah. like one day someone might want to come yeah. back in person at some point. Someday, somehow. Yeah, at that point, everything was yeah. virtual. Yeah, so. everything was virtual. So we were literally teaching like. We were like this yeah. 1,200 square foot space. We're like, we need about. 200 square feet of this space yeah, for yeah. virtual. Yeah. And then the rest, the rest, who knows? Yeah, literally. <laughs> I'm not really sure. So no. we all have that moment, I think, yeah. as entrepreneurs where you're like, what am I doing? Well, yes and no, though, because only 2% of all venture capital goes to women. So, right, like if you're raising around and you have 500K to put on a gym, it's a little bit different than when you're pulling out of whatever you're jerry-rigging together, whatever you can to put in together. Pool. And, you know, um, you know, and, and in an ideal world, like I would love like 10, 15 years from now to have like a venture fund for women so that mm-hmm. we, we're we paving the way for the next generation of entrepreneurs and I, I would love to have an easier pathway for people. 100%. Yeah, it's a, it, honestly, me and Maddie haven't taken a business Maddie class. Maddie and I. Someone, Natty, someone, <laughs> or an English class, clearly. No. One of our family friends corrects us every, every single time. Because I'm always like, me and Joe, me and Maddie, me and mom. And he's like, mom, mom. and I, like, Joe and I, like, Carly uh, and I. Sorry, you're go like, on. go ahead. So Maddie and I have not taken a single business class in our life. Our mom works at Babson and we have oh, access. Not, my brother went there. Yeah. Really? Yeah, so I spoke there, actually. We do have access <laughs> so to cool. classes at Babson. Yeah, it's finding the time. Yeah, yeah. it genuinely is. I feel like. Like when you break up everything and you can but probably we want to, it's yeah, a goal of ours. You can yeah. probably attest to this too. And maybe you can't, maybe you're better at this than we are. No, I'm sure Taking not. care of ourselves is one of the hardest parts of owning your own business because, mm-hmm. you know, I still work another full-time job. Carly still has another part-time job. Like we're still doing the thing where we're doing multiple things at once. And then yeah. we're like, I okay, mean, we're taking care me. of other people. And like, yeah. our, like I'm falling, our bodies might be falling apart, <laughs> but our business is together. Yeah. So that's really totally. what matters. I don't remember the last time I slept, but, but like, who needs sleep? sleep who needs, dead. but we're like, trending. Yeah. So. Who so needs good. to get a manicure? Yeah. You can just do press. Carly walks in with its sticky nails and I'm like, what's going on? Brought the nail salon, forgot. But it's true. Like I think prioritizing yourself a lot of the time when you own your own business is really, really hard. And I've been starting to learn that you have to budget your time in the sense of like, okay, if that means maybe one less client, but a chiropractor appointment or a doctor's appointment, that might be better for the long run. And like that, like, it's just, it teaches you a lot having your own, like your baby, like yeah. your own thing that no one else can tell you what to do with it. Yeah. Cause you're your own boss and you're like, so okay, true. so I'm doing yeah. everything here. Yeah. Like it's weird, but amazing. So I have a question. So you were out in California doing all the things, literally all of it, everything <laughs> under the sun, a marathon. What was cool. the thing that made you want to move out to New York? Yeah. So I graduated and I was in a really serious relationship at that time and he got a banking job in New York. And so um, it just, I, I could do my job from anywhere. Yeah. And so we went and, you know, I, I always just say like COVID gave me pause and I'm so grateful for, you know, obviously it's so many terrible things happened during COVID, but I think the brighter side for me was like, it gave me a moment to think about mm-hmm. everything, all the choices that I was making. And what I realized was like, I'm in the wrong relationship for me and I'm running the wrong company for me. Yeah. And so this is like kind of this big um, 
turning point, I come, I spend time with family, I'm in quarantine, and I'm like, I got to break up. And I gotta, yeah. I gotta, I gotta change the, so the company. Hard. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I just got chills. That's literally, I can't even imagine that like yeah. moment like, where you're like, and this is yeah. over. So I'm gonna break up. But I'm just gonna like blow up my life. So <laughs> I touched down. Yeah. And <laughs> I was like, oh god. And everyone was just looking at me like, are you crazy? Because like when you have something that's going well, especially on the business side, people are like, are you sure? You know. Yeah. And so I fly out of New York. I have three duffel bags, nothing else, and I'm sitting with my dad. And I'm like crying every other moment because I'm like, I don't know what it is. Like, doing. emotionally, I'm everywhere. Yeah, I, don't like, know. Oh, <laughs> I am a actual wreck. The only thing I have going for me at the moment is like, I had a few videos go well on TikTok about me being single. Oh <laughs> that, my was, God. that was it. That, that, that <laughs> only right side. And so I'm sitting with my dad, and my dad's like, all right, kiddo, like, what's going on? And I'm like, Honestly, I went into Berkeley really wanting to do clothes. I'm not the most stylish person, but I love clothing. I'm like obsessed clothing, not clothing. But <laughs> okay. uh, your, family, your family friends like, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> no ass. Yeah. Um, so I just, I love fabric. I love fit. And I, I love, I, I can just see what's going to look good on someone, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that. I, knew, I wanted like loungewear that wouldn't make you look like a potato. And I kind of had this whole idea. So I sat down and I basically pitched it to my dad and I, I showed him some early designs. He's like, look. If this is what you love, if this is what you want to go do, go do it. You know, wow. and so I think that was like probably the best thing that everyone ever told me in my life. And yeah. I, my dad's like my best friend, and I'm super grateful that. for him. And so after that, I always just say like everything that came out was like some sort of magic. And it was like I had all this architecture in my head because it was like the thing that I really wanted to do. And I yeah. think yeah. when you're in full alignment with like your life purpose, whatever that is, like doors start to open and things just roll. Like I remember with the AI company, I was like, it took me the four months to figure out a name, and I still didn't love it. Like 1987 was almost immediate. And so um, the logo took me like 10 minutes, like all of these things, because I just loved it. And it was such a passion. And it just felt like in total alignment with like what I was meant to do here. Um, So essentially, I'm like, I want to build this in Boston, right? Like have a bunch of family here. This is where I want to go. I'm moving. Put your roots in. Love for sure. that. Um, and so that was kind of the whole idea was like Boston inspired. And I just think like so many cool brands come out of like other markets. And I'm like, Boston's really cool. Like yeah. Boston should have like the next great thing. It should. Yes. And um, so that was kind of like loungewear. And, and you know, we, we can talk about the activewear side, which is going to be more of a year two thing for us. And we do have some activewear that we've sold out of. But um, for people who don't know us, like a little pitch on us is Boston based, Boston inspired active loungewear. So Love it. I see it as a new category. It's like, remember how Lululemon made it appropriate to wear leggings like literally anywhere? anywhere. You're like, brunch yeah. or like bars. Before then, it was like just to the gym. Yeah. Yes. Like, we want to do that in the loungewear category. So, like, go into bars, go into Trader Joe's, Love literally that. wherever. And I will be the person advocating <laughs> yeah. for all of that. Yeah, like, it's like, who doesn't want to be comfy? <laughs> literally, that yeah. is like when, yeah, no, that's when I'll be the most comfortable. And I mean, those sets, I'm telling you guys. Oh my goodness. I, <laughs> oh, I literally walked into work. Me I had in one set. and then all of a sudden I had four. I was <laughs> like, I went from one to four within a month and yeah, I was like, so like, call it a problem one. or call it like champagne problems, yeah. honestly. Yeah. But I'm like, you know, and then I wear a different variation to work every day and they're like, how many do you, like, why do you, do you um, have like, anything else? Yeah. Well, there's, a, you know, when you have that favorite thing totally. like, th- that you always reach for in your closet, that's like the 1987 sweatshirt in all four of my colors. I'm like, okay, this goes with the, these so biker true. shorts, yeah. a biker short and then a 1987 sweatshirt. It's so true. It's, yeah. it's, if you haven't bought it yet, 
you're you're missing out. I think I've convinced <laughs> every person in my friend group from home and from work to buy at least a set or a sweatshirt and they're like, okay, so when is when are new colors launching? And I'm like, well, honey, August. you missed out already. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, uh, August, you heard it here first, everybody. Yeah, we start have saving. <laughs> start saving now. Yeah. Um, but we'll make that a little bit easier on you and we'll do the code CAKE for 20% off. Holy oh goodness. <laughs> I hope you're listening. You heard it here. Yeah. CAKE 20% off. It, just go get it. Yeah. Honestly, right. Well, last go. time when we were teaching at the Grand and you came to class, Oh my God. That was so fun. By the way, you guys are so, for people who don't, who haven't been in person with you guys, you have such phenomenal energy and like Sarah, my intern, she's sitting right there. That's why I heard that word. But, um, we went together and it was, we both had so much fun. Thank you so much. We try, we try to keep it fun. We have the best time doing it. Oh God. We have another class coming up on Monday, the 28th. Yes. So So. please do sign up. It's in our links. 30 and we don't have to wear masks this time. It's optional. It's optional. You do you, but you don't have to. And right. it's going to be so fun. But so I think three people, we were also hosting an, a drinks after at Empire, Empire again. again. Um, but last time when Jen came, it was literally like. No, she, there was six people in a row that all bought. A full set. <laughs> a full set. I think they bought like Yacht Club and Midnight Ride. Like yeah. Three or four people like we're like. All right, perfect. Yeah. I need that. Yeah. Like, and they saw you guys roll up in them and they were like, and we're going to buy them. <laughs> okay, purchase. Right so, it's a total mood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just being an empire casually in the hoodies. But um, those are our back base sets. So those mm-hmm. are our best sellers and they all come in limited edition colors. So you shop it or you lose it. And so when shop we talk it. about, yeah, definitely shop <laughs> you it. Don't lose shop it. it. Yeah. <laughs> so Boston Inspires, like a lot of like the nomenclature comes out of Boston neighborhoods, like, you know, Boston Seaport or things like that. And then all of the color names, like a lot of times we borrow from vernacular like wicked and things like that so we just try to keep it fun and we iterate a little bit like obviously we have like flat white and stuff so um if you like being a part of the naming process definitely make sure that you follow us on social media because we go to our stories and like a huge part of what we do is like we democratize the process so we ask you guys like what do you want? What colors do you want? I what do you love want it. this name to be? So on and so forth, which and I think is fun. A lot of, almost all the names, right, come from like submissions, most of them. A lot of them, yeah. I think yeah. even early days when I wasn't fully asking on stories, like a lot of my family members can be accredited. Like my oh. aunt, she works at, uh, with Nordstrom and she's the one that came out with the Midnight Ride and she's like, I mean, I'm a little proud that it's the all-time top seller and I'm like, yeah. you fucking killed it. Yeah, <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. Like there was oat milk latte, yeah. Midnight Ride, Dunks. I love how you guys um, oh, I have Midnight Ride Dunks. The Cape um, one. The Green cape, Monster. The cape. I, I have Green Monster. The cape Carly has Oat Milk Latte. Yeah. I have Oat Milk Latte, Yacht Club. Dunks and Green Monster. <laughs> I have all yeah. we're, and Midnight Ride. I have it all. It's oh fine, God, everyone. Amazing. It's yeah. fine. I appreciate that so much. Oh my gosh, stop. It, well, when you have something so good, and then I also. Oh, and I bought my friend the waffle ones. Yeah, she What was those? Uh, yeah, more butter, more problems. Yes, yes. <laughs> the waffle set. So I actually originally bought her the Dunks. And then I tried it on to make sure it would fit her. And, and I she didn't give it to her for Christmas. I literally kept it for myself. <laughs> You're like, Fully no, kept no, them. no. And then for her birthday, I got her the more butter, more problems. You were like, I love you, but I love me more. Yeah. <laughs> they fit like a glove. Sorry. Yeah. But they were meant for you. Yeah. She literally yeah. was so pissed. She was like, and then they were sold out. And I was like, sorry. She's like, I was going to buy you a pair, but they sold out. Yeah. So yeah. my bad. But the thing is, is we always talk about, you know, supporting other women, other entrepreneurs entrepreneurs, small businesses, like, and those are the people that you want to go out of your way to support. And especially when they have an incredible product, it's like, I feel like people are always 
in search of something that's cheaper or easier, more accessible on mm -hmm. Amazon. And it's like, okay, but at the end of the day, who are you supporting when you shop that way? Yeah. Like, yeah. Jeff shop Bezos? No, yeah. see ya. He has, yeah. he has so much money. Yeah. He does not need your money Him anymore. and his divorced wife have the most money in the world. They don't need any more. Like, support someone. Shop local. Yes, shop local. So if you haven't yet, right. make sure you go follow. It's yeah. 1987 Active. On yeah, Instagram. Uh, yeah, so we're 1987 active on Instagram and TikTok and 1987active.com is or our Jen website. DeAngelis. Yeah, yeah, and Jen DeAngelis on Instagram and Jen DeAngelis with two ends on TikTok. So. Love it. Yeah. Wait, so let's talk it. about the active wear. Yeah, okay. I, I want to like get a sneak preview. <laughs> yeah, you guys yeah. are getting exclusive yeah. shit. So I am like so fastidious about quality yes. and fit. And so I have over time, we figured out how to create like really nice loungewear. Like that's the number one thing I think for the price point, like the quality that we deliver is, yeah. I, I'm going to say unparalleled, but it it is. it's not like Gildan. Yeah, it's, not yeah. like, it's so warm. Yeah, it's, it's so warm. <laughs> yeah. We have, we have lighter sets now for our LA fam. But, um, so when I went to do activewear the very, so I talk about an MVP and we could talk about, I know there were some questions on kind of how you start, but like, essentially you try to create like what's the smallest thing that you can create to bring to the market to see if there's traction. So that's a minimal viable product. And our MVP was a um, asymmetrical bra. And while I really liked it, one of the issues was that when people were being active, it was kind of coming up. And so okay. I'm someone who like, I work out a lot and I know what I like and I know what I don't like. And like, to me, Lululemon, a lot of what they bring out is pedestrian. I think that there's like seams running up and down people's legs. And I think that just cuts off lines. And like, I like, a very sleek look and yeah. I think like on the market who I think is doing it well is Ultracore but their oh. tights are like 250 280 that's oh, not yes. accessible right I mean I do love their yeah. tights I don't own any of them but they are very right. flattering yeah. gorgeous yeah it's like and that's the thing I think anyone can look good in anything it's just about fabric cut fit right and then quality over time right and yes. I, I want to make sure if you're going to invest in a piece in 1987 that's something you can wear day in day out like year after year yeah. right? wash it wear yeah, it wash that, it wear that's it. the number one thing I hear from yeah. boyfriends they're like my girlfriend like won't wash her set like can you please tell her to wash the she set? can wash okay. it yeah. I've washed That's it everyone me. doesn't um, shrink it still yeah. looks great or the second yeah. I take it out it's like on my body yeah, and yeah. Joe's like do you change I'm like, yeah. no. you're like no no this is it this is the uniform go from one to yeah. the other I blast the AC just to wear yeah. it so that, I literally got a screenshot the other day from my cousin who said like or her friend said exactly that she's like I have, I'm like a chilly 60 in here just for 1980s yeah. <laughs> um, and we are going to come out with uh, monochrome short sets and crops coming out and also uh, hats, um, baseball oh, caps. No. So, so <laughs> we actually need names for both of that. So drop in our, both of our DMs. If you guys yes. freaking wallet but, yeah. is like talking to me and for like sure. buy it. We should Burn do it. like a cross promotion giveaway for something. Oh my gosh. Yes. yes. Um, but anyways, so when I think about activewear to me, I'm only going to bring it out if I if I can wear it for 60 days and absolutely love it and it hasn't happened yet. So we are actively working on it. I know people really want leggings from us and sports bras. So um, just know that we are working on it. But I do I do a few fun things. I call it the compliment test. So mm -hmm. um, I'll wear something for like <laughs> literally 60 days before I bring it out. And I take walks around neighborhoods. And if I get a lot of compliments, I'm like, okay, this is something I want to bring out. And That's if I so don't, smart. then I'm like, maybe not. And it's, it's the weirdest thing, even though it's like so 
such an informal way of doing it. The ones that get the most compliments just on these walks are the things that sell out the fastest or are our top selling items. That's just not shocking. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that is so, so it's like so just good. like a small data group, but you know, I guess so it works for us. Smart and that's also yeah. like so respectful in the sense <laughs> that you're like, I'm not gonna rush something yeah. because I want the people buying it and investing their money into the product right. to actually love it and enjoy it forever, totally. not just for like a couple wears. Yeah. And I think as like direct consumer and I think when you guys were doing purely virtual, you probably felt this way. You really only get one shot with a customer. If, if oh. you ship something and it's bad, like that, that goodbye. Like I'm never going to see that person again. Yep. So quality to me is really important. And I feel like if we're not hitting it out of the ballpark and, and this is how I think about the branded generally, like I want to surprise and delight in like the best possible way. That's why we do the giveaways. That's why we pop up. That's why we, you know, I, I think we are a very content first type of company. Like I want it to be fun to watch our stories, to follow along to it. Like you're actually building this company along with us. Like yeah. tune in every day to see what, what we're doing so next. Like cool. what's going to happen. Um, so I lost my train of thought there, but essentially I don't think that we can bring out something that I'm happy with yet. So once we do know that that is part of why, cause it's like right now it's like 1987 active. Everyone's like, where's the activity? No. <laughs> like active no, loungewear. No, there's yeah. no, there's no rush. And yeah. I appreciate that you're taking your time and making sure it's a really good quality product because yeah. so important. I mean that like, for example, I, I, Love Lululemon. I've worked at I. In, She's at our Lululemon. ambassador. I no, work at Lululemon. Yeah, sorry, I know that you oh, guys are. Stop no, it. no, no, no. <laughs> I've worked there. I've been an ambassador there. I. It just ended for me, um, and now I'm like a legacy ambassador. So, so sorry. Oh. It's a, it's oh, whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> so it's over. <laughs> but the Long thing is, is, like, I literally was wearing it at Lululemon one time, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, where is like I love that so much," and it's like, no other active wear is doing what you're doing. Yeah, like, it's, it's I've never seen any of the products that you're bringing out, like a, a pair of sweatpants that actually fits like really well and right. like flatters you because totally. trust me, I have a few pairs. It gives you like total drop crotch yeah. or like yes. grandma. Yeah. Like, it's like stuff you that, don't want to wear out. Like, right. That's like, you know, back to like the active loungewear thing. It's like, I want to create stuff that doesn't make you look like a potato. Like you, yeah. look at, you actually feel like, ah, oh, I look like, I look real good. Yes. And it's funny. I've been wearing, <laughs> cause I'm a sociopath, I've been wearing um, 1987 <laughs> literally everywhere. So like private clubs, all these things. And As it's you're like, supposed to. It is the biggest conversation starter. I always say like, if you're single, <laughs> just wear some like sweatpants 100%. out. 100%. Yeah. yeah. They're like, wow. You must be really confident because yeah. you're wearing sweatpants. Yeah, totally. But like, it's also, it looks cool. Like, I think yes. it's all about, it's being like the Hailey Bieber. It's being like the cool girl. Like, anyone yes. can be the sexy girl. Like, we all know how to rock up in like a cool, like, Crop tight top. dress. Yeah. <laughs> but like, to wear, to wear a hoodie and look really cool, it's like, damn, it's that true. girl's got something. Yeah. You just gotta and wear it with too. confidence. We have men's too. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but you're also like, um, doing some charity work with the flat white hoodie. Um, yeah, so we, we've done a lot of things. So for our ongoing partnership, um, for every purchase that is made on the 1987 website, we give a pair of socks to someone in need. And we do that here all locally in Boston. So um, this is something I don't, I don't think a lot of people know and no. I didn't know at first was that um, a lot of the homeless population, like the number one thing that they need is socks because yep. they're on their feet a lot and like actually yeah. a lot of diseases can come in through your feet. So having clean socks is really important. So important. 
Um, that's so amazing. That's one thing that we're doing here locally. And then we did with the flat white hoodie. We it was during May, which was Mental Health Awareness. And so um, one of our friends shared her story about anxiety. And so um, during the month of May, we took te- uh, I think it was 10% of all sales, and we gave a donation to Mass General Hospital, particularly their mental health. Oh my um, gosh. So they lead the mental health category, and they do a lot of great work there. So, so um, amazing. You know, for us, I think it's just like how, how can we how can we be more than a hoodie company, and how can we make sure that we're giving back? I mean, locally, but also we've we've done a lot even since day one when it was honestly, and you guys are the same way. Like I think you're just super giving people, but um, even when it was hard for me to give, right? Like I had invested a lot, and I hadn't had the returns yet, and mm-hmm. so the 12 days of giveaways was not easy. Like I was, I was gonna say, yeah. Um, so if, if you don't know, and if you haven't followed us, basically. I just ran around um, Boston. I was hiding hoodies in like the North End and South End. And we were using TikTok as a way to amplify the awareness. And since TikTok is like so hyper-targeted and like geo-targeted, essentially, the people who are watching us live locally. And so we were giving away hoodies, but then we also surprised like um, uh, mass general nurses. And then we also surprised a mom who was spending Christmas with her daughter at Boston Children's. Oh my gosh. And so we surprised her as well. She um, she wrote like this note, it was on a TikTok, and she was like, oh, I'd love to come and play or like come in find the hoodie but my daughter and I are at the hospital and I read that and I was like well obviously I have to go yeah. <laughs> like, I have to go meet her and so um you know I think for us it's also just surprising people you know I, I'll drop in I'll see a Trader's Joe Trader Joe's line that's really long and I'll go and surprise people or a Cisco line and you know I, I hope that's a part of the brand that we are really able to scale and, and be able to bring that kind of joy um t- to everyone outside yeah. of the Boston market, yeah. but Boston's always going to be, you know, the number, number one, one for us. I love that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you think, sorry, last question before I go, we have yeah. a couple listener questions. You yeah. answered some of them, so that's good. Yeah. But, um, do you think you'd still be out in California if you hadn't moved for your boyfriend? Probably. Yeah, I think so. Wow. Um, I, th- I think the world has a really funny way of, of working out. And I, I even think about it. I'm like, what if I had moved forward with some of the opportunities with AI company? I would be running a company I hated, you know? Yeah. And there were like moments where I was so defeated after those conversations where people turned us down. And I was like, why? Like, why is this happening? I'm like, I know I can do this. And I know, I know in my heart that I could do this really well. Yeah. And I think it's like that whole thing that like doors shut because there's something better for you. And, it, and anything that's meant for you can't pass you by, right? Mm-hmm. Everything happens for a reason. I'm the yeah, firmest believer. For sure. If you're going through a hard time, just know like there's a better, there's something, it's a better guy, it's a better person. It's <laughs> yeah. like, there's something better out there for you. And I, 100%. I really believe that. I, I um, think that's so important to remember. So the two, uh, you pretty much, you answered one of them. Uh, she covered almost all Words of them. Words of advice for a young female professional in a male dominated inter- industry, which we is, hit upon hit that. that. <laughs> and tips for starting, growing an e-commerce business. Yeah. So, I mean, for e-commerce, like you, you don't have the opportunity to be in front. So it's, it's really like, I think about video a lot. I think something that only like highbrow, like Net-A-Porter or like these really high end luxury designers, they all show their clothes in video, right? Because yeah. it's one thing to see a static image of something, mm-hmm. but when you see clothes in movement, you're like, oh, I really get that. So for me doing a lot of video content early on was always a top priority because I wanted people to see that these are like really high quality. But I would say beyond that, because you might not want to do direct or DTC for clothing. It could be anything. It's just your website needs to look really good and your social media needs to be really good. And um, And you you, need to have a presence. Right. And so I think like Squarespace is a really good option. It's really affordable. And I think spend money on those two things. Like if you have to 
cut cut somewhere else because yeah. that's the the first impression somebody gets when they come to your TikTok or Instagram or the website. Like that's it. That's yeah. all you got. I'm gonna so be you honest. Really have to Zara. Try. I hate their website. Oh my god, me so too. Many. I was literally on Zara's last night and I was like searching things. And I was like, I can't find a damn I, thing. I like I, since I work in a mall, so yeah. many people walk in and they're like wearing the cutest stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, where is that from? They're like Zara. Yeah. So I go on. I'm like, okay, well, yeah. I'm gonna find it. Like, how the fuck <laughs> yeah. do you use it? Have you seen this scrolling? <laughs> There's like these TikToks about how horrible their campaigns are because it was like this dress and it was underwater. Yeah, yeah, and this girl was in a like, pool. Yeah, she was like, you're Remy? trying to send sell me a dress. I can't even see what the else. dress looks like. No, like, come on, Zara. That's genuinely it. When you said that, though, yeah. I was like, think of a huge brand. Yeah. <laughs> like, clearly they're not suffering. A lot of yeah. people wear their stuff, but like they, they have storefronts. So but like... Yeah. Their website is the least like like easily navigated. <laughs> yeah. Like I can't navigate it at all. And totally. I I was like scrolling through, I was like, how do I look for a shirt? Like they're all just <laughs> they're like, like literally like typing in shirts. Yeah, I'm like there's this shirt and I can't describe it and I can't find it and I don't yeah. know how to find a size because like it's so confusing. But it your website says so much about your business. So like it if it's easily navigated, if it aesthetically looks nice if it has like just good information and like you know FAQs use, like yeah. everything that you need for a consumer to want to buy from it that's like the first yeah, thing that drives you sure. with the social media and I would say yeah. Shopify is probably one of the best like commerce applications so what we do is I, sometimes like when people give advice you're like can you just give me something tactical mm-hmm. yeah. so we use Squarespace with uh, Shopify as our buy button and so for us Squarespace is the best website provider and Shopify is best for like inventory management things yeah, like that Shopify is awesome so I highly recommend if you're just like really like I don't know where to start those, yeah. those are two good recommendations. Awesome. That's amazing. Well, I mean, thank you so I much. I know. I feel like, thank you oh, for having that me. That was so good. I <laughs> know. Just, that was so Really? Because I feel like I was like, I don't know how that went. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, no, that, that was just amazing. like black out. No, yes. yes. <laughs> Trust me, the first few for us. <laughs> Guys, do not remember the code cake. Do for, not remember? Do not, definitely don't, don't remember the 20% off not cake. Forget to remember <laughs> the code cake. That for double day. Talking about blacking out. Jesus Christ. Happening. We but, all drink too much yeah, this weekend. I don't know what's going on. But um, thank you so much for no, being thank here. You guys so and much for me. I think it's just so incredible to have someone like you on here. And I just can't wait for you to just take off and just, you already are. But I know. Just watching you blossom and then just continuing to just go on. And to the moon. Now I'm seeing people wear 1987 that I don't even know. And I'm like, okay, well, I wore it. It's like a secret society. Wore it before you. <laughs> like when I was at Ashland State Park the other day walking my dog, I saw a woman in 1987 I was like oh my gosh she's coming on our podcast and she was like well what's your podcast we're like oh my gosh I was like eat the damn cake but like she's coming on and she like messaged us today and was like hi from the girl you saw in 1987 at Ashton State Park and I was like shout out yeah so yeah we're building a crew of baddies together and also just like collaborations like this I think are so fun just so like if people don't know you in person like you guys are such good people so I hope I hope the listeners know that thank you so much I'm gonna cry that's so sweet it's one of the sweetest Things anyone has ever said to us. Hurley's like, sometimes yeah. they're okay. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. He, he's like, you don't see them. Hurley fight. looks so dapper today. I know. Uh, Hurley, I know. He, has a, he has a button down plaid shirt. Yeah. Such a summer vibe. He belongs on a yacht. Also, yeah. side note yacht if club. you don't know, Hurley DJs and yeah. he DJed at the Grand this past weekend. Oh my gosh. How did it go? Two nights in a row. He doesn't have oh, a mic. Doesn't have but mic. was it amazing? Give us a thumbs up. It was, it was really amazing. Good. I was there. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> he goes, was actually, it amazing? I was, I was there. there. <laughs> he was amazing. But 
We could go on about the grand forever. But yes, thank you again. And I'm sure we'll have you on again at some point. I know once you launch the activewear yeah. line, you'll, you'll have to come back. Come on. Maybe we'll, we'll you know, have her model it at one of our classes yeah, at some point totally. soon. But some make sure you go follow her on Instagram, all those socials. And then if you have any questions for her, definitely reach out to her or DM her. Slide yep. into the DM. She answers. She's good. <laughs> yeah, she, is she really also good. has some phenomenal interns. Yeah. Yes. Which shout, we out, love. shout out to Sarah and Maggie. They're, they're looking so cute yeah, in, like, in their 1987. I, I was like, they're a whole yeah, entire yeah. vibe right now. We just brought on Maggie for events, so stay tuned. We're doing some really Ooh, fun yes. events. Yes! Yeah. Oh my gosh. And Sarah's a rock star. She, she literally killed it. We did this whole marathon of giveaways and she literally killed it. Oh she my did. god. Thank you. The best. One of them was at our gym, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you guys. That was so fun. I, within 10 minutes, it was gone. <laughs> we got a DM. Found it. And we're like, oh, okay. You're like, we weren't there. We got to lunch. Literally. literally. Yeah. We went to lunch. We're like, okay, yeah. Didn't expect it to go that quickly. But Did not. But at 11.50, I was like, I'm just going to run to lunch. I'm going to leave it right outside of the gym so that they don't have to like come in and find it. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it was, you were like, someone said they found out like, like 12.01. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Like, so 11 minutes. Yeah. Someone drove 11 minutes and yeah. found it. But don't forget cake. 20% off. Go buy it. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. Thanks for listening. Go rate, review, subscribe. You know the drill. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.